0: Hey guys, thank you for tuning in to the Risen Nation Church Podcast. I pray that this message today impact your life and above all, draw you into a deeper encounter with Jesus. Can you guys open your Bibles Leviticus 19? If you need help, it's Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus. It's the third one. It's the one I know that you all camp on, on a regular basis. I love it personally. We find some of the most beautiful scriptures about the priesthood in Leviticus, and so I would encourage you to actually study it. But today, like I said, is going to be a little bit different. I feel like the Lord is going to—he's—he's going to uh, he's, he's gonna release bondage today of stress, bondage of anxiety. I saw heaviness on some people when I walked in. God is going to set you free today, but you have to reach. I'm all about sitting back and letting God do it for us. But then there's this other side where this lady works through a crowd to touch and reach after God. And there's something about praise. Pastor Costi hit on it, and, and we are basically gonna talk about praise today. But there's this side of praise that is the most potent when it's truly sacrificial. And the Lord, I believe, can do the most when it's sacrificial. And so, you know, my... um. If you're willing to get over the pride of this idea that everything's just okay and be vulnerable with God to say, Lord, I need you to set me free today. You will be set free, right? He came to a woman or he came to a man and he said, do you want to be healed? He's sitting there for like decades sick and the Lord comes and says, do you want to be healed? In other words, I think some people just like sitting in their sickness, And they become so used to their sickness that it becomes an identity. And they forgot how to praise. And today I'm going to remind you of your song. That's my goal today. He said it. It's unbelievable what happened. I thought there's no need to just preach today. It's just, it's already happening. But we're going to praise our way back to what we know. Amen. And so uh, Leviticus 19 is really where I believe we are. Go to verse 23. It says, when you come into the land, you guys there? Yeah. When you come into the land and plant any kind of tree for food, then you shall regard its fruit as forbidden. Three years, it shall be forbidden to you. It must not be eaten. And then the fourth year, I want all of its fruit and it shall be a holy offering of praise to the Lord. But in the fifth year, you may eat of its fruit to increase its yield for you, I am the Lord, your God. So I want you to hear something. We're really not in our fourth year. We're actually entering into our fifth. We're about to live the fifth year, right? Something that is fascinating to me, my one of my uncles gave me this word over resignation, and, and it's exactly what we have experienced, is the past like three years, I feel like it's been this formation where um, in a sense, we were discovering what God had identified over us that we ultimately were coming into. Um, but it was, you know, the Lord took us from place to place. He built this remnant and we started learning how to build an altar for God. Four years comes around and the Holy Spirit breaks out and we and we begin to build altars in this house like we've always dreamed of with daily prayer, the 6 and and everything that God did. And we're entering into our fifth year where I believe we're going to begin to eat of the fruit of the increase. Amen? Amen. We're going to begin to eat it in our, in our personal lives. We're going to begin to eat the increase of what we've planted over this past, really, four years, but going into our fifth But I thought there's no better way to end the fourth year by operating according to what this says, that I want you to take all the fruit. I want you to take all the successes. I want you to take all the doors. I want you to take every location I've started. I want you to take the building of habitation, what I'm beginning, and I want you to put it all in the middle of the table, and I want you to offer it to me as a praise offering to the Lord. All right? And so, again, today is going to be different. And here's the requirement. There's no spectators allowed in this room. And everybody has to give today. (laughs) See, some of you are still on money. Because you thought offering was just about your money. But it's your whole life. Right? And so, my requirement today is is that God release some of you of the pride of dignity. (laughs) because what's going to happen is half of you are going to listen to what I'm going to say today when we apply it and half of you won't. But but joy and praise is I believe one of the greatest ways the anointing moves. You know why? Because it's contagious. Joy becomes oil and it just starts flowing. And so the the requirement is nobody's allowed to just sit there. We're going to, it's going to be a very different interactive kind of day, all right? But I want to talk about that word offering really quick. It's, it's very important because we're in an hour where I feel like the offering has been so polluted. Um, I want you to write down costly and sacrificial. Costly and sacrificial. I was thinking about it during worship. I'm like, I forget how good it sounds in here and how long we go until I come back every single time. And I think we have been going for an hour and we could easily do another 45 minutes. One of our biggest stunts of growth, I don't know if I said that right, yeah. One of the things that stunted our growth the most as a church, and I'm talking about strictly analytics and numbers, is how long service is. How many of you would agree with that? Our childcare workers are like, a bunch of crazy four-year-olds for four hours truly except for Matthew, let's all be honest. <laughs> my kids come back, they're like, I beat up Matthew today in class. Like, be nice to Matthew. Anyway, um, <laughs> honestly, my kids are obsessed with you, so. Um, but I thought to myself, you know, Pastor Costi could really organize this to be shorter. And, and, and I thought, what I've noticed about what God is doing, what he's done, and this isn't a knock on anybody. If you're another church and you're offended, I'm not talking to you, so deal with your own offense. So, but just this family, you know? Like if you're offended, it's probably and you. probably need to change something. That's all I'm saying. So, but with this community, I've noticed that what it's done is we keep it costly, right? Refusing to make it less sacrificial, right? Refusing to go, no, we are going to abide by the culture of the day. Refusing to do that, what we're saying yes to is maybe a couple hundred versus a couple thousand, and I'll take it any day. Right? Maybe thousands versus millions, but I'll take it any day. Right, And so we're gonna get really strong with who we are and who and we will never be and never change. And if God wants to bring us into something, what's gonna happen is, is the 5,000 are all gonna be in on the costly. The 5,000 are all gonna be on in on the sacrificial. So I've noticed as the Lord sent us to, to Nashville and it's been incredible, habitation. How many of you guys were at habitation? Unbelievable, amazing what God did. But I've noticed I've never been to a place God took this house and he brought us to the music capital of the world, right? And I've never been to a place where offering is as polluted, right? If you guys thought I was offensive before, now that I'm not a local pastor, I'm going to be crazy more offensive. (laughs) And you have Pastor Costi now, so, um, (laughs) but I believe the Lord is getting us back to holy unto the Lord. Leviticus 20, just one chapter later, you don't have to turn, just listen. This is verse 23 and then jump to verse 26. It says, furthermore, you shall not, everyone say shall not, shall not follow the customs of the nation, which I'm going to drive you out, out of before you. Because they did these things, therefore I felt disgust for them. So you are to be holy to me, for I, the Lord, am holy. I have singled you out from the peoples to be mine. Now, holy doesn't mean sinless, right? Which obviously, it, it, that's a part of it. But when we say, God, you are holy, we're not saying, we're not congratulating him for never sinning, right? He doesn't have it in him to even comprehend what it means to live in darkness because there's no shadows in him. Right? So we're not saying, good job, you've been good. Good job, you've been righteous. No, he is very the very epitome of righteousness. Right? So when we're saying you are holy, we are saying you are completely separate, sacred. That word in Hebrew actually means you are a sanctuary all by yourself. Right? And so he invites us into this I want you to be holy unto me. It's deeper than just good works of righteousness. God is saying, I want you to be completely separate. I want you to live in the world, but I want you to be a sanctuary, right? And so I've noticed in my Nashville experience thus far, I'm reminded of the calling that God has called Risen Nation Church to. And I've and I've preached it here. We've gone after it here. But you know, we've we've taught a lot about King Hezekiah. He's really been like that scripture. I mean, that portion of scripture has really been like a, a waymark. It's been a model for us. But and I just want to do a quick review. I'm not going to read it all. But King Hezekiah starts at 25 years old. He shows up on the scene, and it's and in Second Kings 18, the Lord actually says to him, one translation, "You remind me of David." And, and he, there, it says there's never been a king before him like him or after him. He threw all his trust on God. And he commands, he comes up as this young man, and he commands the Levites to put their robes back on, right? And he commands them, get the debris out of the holy place. When he gets to the holy place, he sees a bronze serpent that's been sitting there for 750 years, 750 years from the time that Moses put up the bronze serpent in the wilderness under the commandment of the Lord. Like this was a God doing thing. And he said, anybody that looks at the bronze serpent, they will be healed because there was a plague and people start getting healed. But 750 years later, they're still worshiping something God did. They made an idol of what he did and they forgot about him. Right. And so Hezekiah sees this bronze serpent and he starts breaking it into pieces. Imagine like the offense that caused. That's like me standing up and just shattering the idea that we need to do it like Brownsville again. Just breaking it into pieces. Because people always come to me like, man, I came out of Brownsville and I'm thinking, are you still in it? Like credentials, a badge of I'm a revivalist. Right? And some of you are like never going to come up and talk to me again. I, I think it's amazing if you experience those meetings but behold, I do a new thing, right? We're not trying to go back and mimic. We think, well, we'll do it like Asper and we'll call it revival. Stop, right? So, so Hezekiah shows up and they've made an idol out of old moves of God, but God wants to do a new thing. And so they polluted the waters. They polluted the offerings so much, they forgot to hold Passover. They forgot to honor Pentecost. They forgot to honor the Feast of Tabernacles. And there's a bunch of priests that forgot about their office. And I'm remembering that the calling, I'm, I'm, I'm bringing us to remembrance that the calling of resignation is to put robes back on to return back to a Levitical order according to the order of David, right? That Jeremiah 33 says will last forever, yeah. right? People get in the debate, well, we're under Melchizedek and all, and I, and I agree with that, but, but Malachi 3 and Jeremiah 33 says, there will never cease to be a Levite that ministers to God forever. He says, according to the order of David, he says, if you can, if you can take away... The covenant I have with the sun and the covenant I have with the moon in Jeremiah 33. If you, can, if you have the power to break that covenant, then you have the power to break the covenant I made with David. In other words, you're, you don't have the power. You can't stop the sun from coming up. You can't stop the sun from going down and the moon coming up. You have no power over any of that. The sun is obeying a covenant it made to the Lord. And it's faithful to that covenant. And God says, the one I made David stronger. And there will never cease to be priests that minister to me forever. And I really believe that the Lord is restoring the tabernacle of David in the earth, which has fallen. And it's gonna be a message of grace and ministry to God, right? And so King Hezekiah though, as amazing as he was, as much as he cleaned out the all of the debris in the holy place. At the end of his life, it says the Lord sent Babylon to test him. Now we know that the spirit of Babylon is still very well and alive, unfortunately. The book of Revelation prophesies it, right? A Babylonian system. You turn on the news, there's Babylon, right? But you know what else Babylon has got into? Christian music. You know where else Babylon's entered into? The church, right? And so, at the end of Hezekiah's life, princes from Babylon start asking this question. How is this guy so successful? And, and princes from Babylon come to King Hezekiah, and King Hezekiah at this point had, had built treasuries with God. What once was full of debris is now full of treasure. I mean, he restored the temple doors, right? And so they come, and he invites Babylon to come and see his... Success. I've heard it said like this King Hezekiah became impressed with the favor of God on his life, and because he was impressed with it, he lost it. And so he invites Babylon into the secret place that only belonged to the intimacy with God. Right? So here's what we've done today with offering. What started out as something that was pure, something that was Lord, this is for you, the enemy has subtly come and and blurred the lines and now we sing songs for the lord but we want royalties attached to it right i just want to remind us of our call right because we have a lot of performers but we need reformers and i believe that this house is full of reformers that your very worship the expression will offend religion just the expression of it right? And so I've been in this environment in Tennessee where it's like everyone's going to make it. And I'm realizing, wait, our call is to get back to pure offerings, right? So Lord, I'm going to write you a song that's supposed to be costly and sacrificial. Like what, what, if, what would happen if there was a day where record labels and all that s- nonsense was thrown out? Anybody ever heard a worship song and then it hits the radio and all the anointing has gone? They, they, they made it, they made a, they always say radio version. In other words, the tin can one, right? And so I want to remind you because this is just the beginning of what I believe the Lord is doing. I believe that God is raising an apostolic sending station out of this house in Dallas where you will be called to be shot out like arrows into society. I don't actually believe, I think we'll have a remnant that'll be here for years and years, but you know that our goal is not that you stay in this seat for the next 30 years. I actually believe that what God has called this house to is one day we can look around and say, we've spread like cancer all over the earth right? That, that this, that Adam, Adam, I'm not prophesying you're moving. So just don't take this the wrong way, but maybe, and we'll just say somewhere. Maybe Adam one day is in Tokyo. You don't know. (laughs) And we hear about a revival breaking out, shattering culture in Tokyo. Right, And so we're not interested in a bunch of people coming to participate and look at, wow, look at what God's doing, but people that become reformers and we are in an hour where we need reformation, where we are just becoming okay with, well, let's release this and we'll make money and, it, and it's polluted offering. Because worship is not something we make money off of, it's something where we say, God, we're giving you money. Right? And so at a time where offering has become polluted, God is saying, I want you to be holy unto me again. I want you to separate yourself out from Babylon. I want you to make a commitment that you will never allow a Babylonian system to infiltrate the church, that you'll never allow it to infiltrate our youth, that you won't invite it into your home and just expect, well, no, 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 you're protected. Listen, don't invite it in. God, listen, God tested it, said, Hezekiah, by sending him nations, by sending him kings from other nations who had wrong motives but wanted to get close. And God is saying, I want you to protect it as sacred, right? And so months ago, I mean, it would have been two or three months ago, I heard this phrase and I didn't understand what it meant at the time, but I heard the Lord say, I'm bringing risen into into high praise, I believe that there is a praise culture that God wants to bring here like we haven't known yet, right? And so as we break down Leviticus 19, as we end the fourth year with a heart that's saying, God, we want to give you a pure offering. You know, I've thought about, I'm sitting with these leaders and people there and they're saying, you know, well... Well, what about people that have you know, creative expression and they wanna make money off their creative expression? I said, then have at it. That's like writing a book. I said, but worship is not your creative expression. It's not your opportunity to show your gifting. Worship is for the Lord, period, end of story. Like we can't mix vertical and horizontal. It doesn't work. There's nothing wrong with Horizontal right right now I'm preaching to you that's horizontal right writing a book all of those things are good and the scriptures say worthy of wages just so nobody takes me out of context right worthy of what you give for the people but Exodus 9, 18, 19 which we have learned is that if we're going to be a priesthood we have to be for the people toward God so somebody heard me last week they said well, I don't understand. What about the people? All you talk about is ministering to the Lord. What about the people? Exodus 18, 19, how are you for the people is you're toward God. Yeah. You're facing the right way. That way they get God. It's great. It's just real simple. So I'm thinking to myself, what would happen if, if God built a movement where singers and musicians were singing songs to God being funded like missionaries? Not, not, to, not to release an album and come rich and famous, but release songs for free. And how they make money is the gifts of the people funding singers and musicians. That's called David's 10,000. And that's really where I believe God is ultimately even taking this house in expression is a movement of worship that becomes about the purity of offering again right? Singers, musicians, and shepherds. It's why we've built School of Habitation is to raise singers, musicians, and shepherds. But there's a piece of this as we enter into this new season of it has to be an offering of praise, all right? So I want to, you guys got the offering part, right? Costly and sacrificial. But today I want to conduct an offering. We're going to actively take an offering of praise, for the Lord, and I want to, again, let you know that the requirement, I need the team to come back. The requirement, listen, is no spectators, all right? So I want you to sit there and think to yourself, why do I I not wanna get up and shout? Why do I, now I know I'm gonna make a lot of people upset, because some of you think that it doesn't have to be extravagant. I'm about to prove you wrong in the Bible. Some of you listen some of you think it doesn't have to it, it can be dignified and orderly that's not praise all right we're gonna go through like six hebrew words of praise that all is extravagant all is gonna all is beyond personality there it is well if my personality is quiet and introverted today it's not your personality and, and here's, listen, here's the sacrifice, is your personality. Here's the offering, is Lord, I look like an idiot, but here's my offering. And I'm telling you, when I walked in and I saw people burdened down and heavy, I thought to myself, you will leave dripping with joy if you're willing to give an offering today. Right, you can sit there and wait for God to do it, right? Or you can tell your soul, you can command your soul to give praise to God. And I don't know about you, anybody ever just like shouted in praise and just gotten over yourself? And, and it's impossible to not feel better. Anyone know what I'm talking about? So if you leave today, still heavy, I'm just telling you, you didn't reach. I'm just, and if, and listen, if you're nervous, now is the time to leave, because it's about, we're gonna go, and, and everybody has to do it. All right. If we all lose our voices, it doesn't matter. All right. But I'm convicted about this, that we are finishing our fourth year with an offering. And I believe a culture is about to walk into this church. All right. So listen, (laughs) when I was little, I told my mom, I will give you all the money I own if you just start doing laps around the sanctuary. She said no. But I thought to myself, do you remember when we were young in Orlando? It was common, during worship, somebody would just start running in a circle around the church. Like, in many circles today, you do that, the the security is gonna (laughs) chop you in the throat. (laughs) Harry's not here today, all right? (laughs) I'm just kidding, Harry's lying. Harry's clothes lying, Matthew. So as a father... I'm giving you permission to enjoy God today, all right? If it's running in laps, I don't care. Just don't break anything and don't touch any sound equipment, all right? And don't hit me, but here's the deal, all right? Is when I was younger, what we saw was we saw celebration, right? And I'm for the weeping and I'm for the somber, but there's a, there's a joy, There's an oil that God wants to release. Now, listen, I didn't prepare any of you guys intentionally because it's gonna be an offering, not a set list. So you better ask the Lord what he's telling you to do and do that, all right? Okay. Hey, and I'm telling you, if it ain't the Lord, I'm gonna tell you. So (laughs) I'm feeling, feeling wild today, all right. I wanna remind you, it says in Psalms 104, now, and if your knees hurt, maybe God will heal you, right? If, if you don't remember the last time your heart rate got above like 95, it may be time. All right. <laughs> Some of you are like, but when I walk to the fridge, it's at 95. Anyway, <laughs> It's concerning. Tanner's heart rate never gets above like 55. So I have a goal today. It's gonna get to 60, all right? Psalms 100 and 100 verse four, enter into his gates. In other words, you want to get close to him? Come with thankful hearts. With a thank offering and into his courts with praise. You guys remember the scriptures tell us that he inhabits, he builds a home. We can't say we're a dwelling place for the Lord and not understand how to give God praise, right? But it says, "His courts with praise. Be thankful and say so to him. Be thankful, in other words, and tell him that you're thankful. Not just sit there and soak. You got to use your mouth to tell him, God, thank you, bless, and affectionately praise His name. It's the roadmap to God's presence." Hebrews thirteen fifteen through sixteen. Through him, then, let's continually, everyone say continually, let's continually offer up a sacrifice. Everyone say a sacrifice, which means you don't feel like it. A sacrifice of praise to the Lord. That is the fruit of your lips, introverts, quiet personality people. The fruit of your lips. It's not just for me, Cito and Pastor Costi. I used to say, I'm never going to do what they do. They yell. And so why are they yelling? <laughs> why is my dad always screaming? How is he so passionate about this? When I was little, I'd always be like, Why don't you just talk normal? say it's called the anointing zeal comes over you and the next thing you know i'm like why am i always yelling (laughs) praising his name with the fruit of your lips do not neglect doing good and sharing for such for such sacrifices god is pleased it's not just your money it's your mouth right So we're gonna give some offerings to the Lord. I want you to write these down, okay? We're gonna go through some Hebrew words. I'm probably gonna butcher some of them. The first one, and then we're gonna go through one word and then we're gonna do it, okay? And everybody has to do it. I'm gonna start calling people out, all right? Just kidding, I'm really kidding. The first word, listen, is yada, Y-A-D-A-H, yada. In yada, in Hebrew, listen, it means to praise by the extending of hands. It's to throw your hands up like I've given up, right? I'm done with me and I'm throwing my hands up. It's described as when there's nothing else to do, you throw your hands up with a thanks offering, right? So, you know, how many of you have heard we yell at you? Lift your hands, Right? I feel like in our culture, that's kind of, it doesn't actually in Hebrew mean surrender. I just wanna be really clear because the idea we have about lifting our hands is like God's pointing a gun at us. And we're like, I surrender, right? But it's it's not a gun being pointed at you saying, let me see your hands because it makes me feel good. Do you know that it's also not about Instagram either? It's not just so we can get cool instagram pictures as cool as they look when everybody's lifting their hands lifting our hands is offering it's as important as when we give money right i love i love the new people that show up that are like they 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 kind of start out down here and then in month one month right because offering is contagious right but then you go to the another place and and i've been to places where the god the team is on stage giving offering to the Lord and it's beautiful and everybody's sitting there watching a performance and I'm the only guy that's like and you got to take some boldness but I'm like and no one joins right you have churches that have no idea how to give offerings they have millions of dollars but they haven't given one offering okay Psalms 134 2 just so you know that this is all in the Bible lift up your hands In the sanctuary and yada the lord praise the lord second chronicles 20 through 21 just write them down you will not be able to turn to all of them and when we had taken counsel with the people he appointed those who were to sing to the lord and praise him in holy attire and as they went before the army i want you to hear that before the battle i mean these are like front line guys you're gonna get killed first but you're gonna die praising. This is what it's saying, like, before the army goes, you're gonna go and play a trumpet and sing. You could do that. Why, because it's sacrifice. And as they're walking to their death, they're giving thanks to the Lord with lifting hands with a steadfast love that endures. Imagine an army walking towards you, so not afraid of you, they're praising God with their hands lifted and no weapons. I mean, the Navy SEALs are behind them, but they're <laughs> praising God with no weapons. Like, who? what were those people like? 1 Timothy 2.8, I desire then that in every place the men should pray, lifting holy hands without anger and quarreling. In Nehemiah 8.6, And Ezra blessed the Lord, the great God, and all the people answered, Amen and Amen, lifting their hands. Again, that whole lifting their hands is one Hebrew word, yada. That was praise in lifting their hands and they bowed their heads and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. Psalms 107, 15, let them praise the Lord for his great love, for the wonderful things he has done for them. All right, so listen, it's a little, it's too uh, like sombery. you know what I'm saying? So here's what we're gonna do. I'm telling you, we're getting everybody involved today. We're all going to be a part of the message. So what I'm going to do is we are going to give an offering to the Lord right now, just like we would pass buckets around. And we're going to give an offering called yada. Everyone say yada. Yada. And what yada is, is when I say three, you're going to just stay seated. When I say three, I want everybody to stand up and shout and lift their hands. Okay. All right. I know this sounds silly, but I'm telling you, we need this here. We really need this. Like, there is, there is people in this room that I promise you if you do this, you're going to leave with a joy unspeakable, peace beyond understanding, right? Because you learned how to give in offering. OK? And so when they stand, you guys better do something sick, all right? You ready? So all you're going to do is stand, and when I tell you to stop, stop, don't let say. It. Landry's ready. All right? And you're just gonna, th- I want everyone at the same time to stand, throw your hands up in the air, and just shout unto the Lord. Ready? One, two, three, stand, go. Yeah! Whoa!
1: Woo! Come on, look at him. Look at him, look at him. Look at him.
0: Good. everybody all right sit down again we're gonna do it one more time do you feel that do you feel that you're a little happier I'm telling you it's gonna break it's just gonna break as we keep going all right start getting a little loose you guys beat me to the punch you're just that shook my soul okay it again all right We're have two offerings to the lord called yada you ready don't listen and now it's important that you don't become impressed with how it sounds looks or the people next to you i mean i want you to think about god i want your attention to be on god going i'm giving you an offering it's it's just as important as money okay you guys ready one two three come on We can do this for our football team, surely. Praise for the Lord. It feels. Listen, it feels good, doesn't it? It just feels good to just say, "I got bills." Just it doesn't matter. I'm sick in body. Throw your hands in the air. I, my arm hurts. My shoulder hurts. My. Kid, it doesn't. Just throw your hands up in the air. It's. It's an offering. Okay. So moving forward in this house, the culture is not God pointing a gun at us and. The culture is is every single time we are in worship and one of you lifts your hands, we're giving offerings all over the room. Okay. So now none of you are just gonna sit there. Offeringless. All right. The next word, shabach. I don't know if I'm saying any of this right. S-H-B-A-C-H. Shabach. It means, listen, to shout. We just did it, we're gonna do it again to address in a loud tone to command triumph i love this listen it says in psalms 47 1 through 2 come everyone clap your hands and shabak to god with joyful praise shout to the lord for the lord most high is awesome he is the great king of all the earth I love this one. Psalms 145, three through four. We know this well, but I want you to see it in a different light. Great is the Lord and highly to be praised. And his greatness is unsearchable. One generation will shabak, will praise your works to another and will declare your mighty acts. I want you to see this. Remember, it means to command Triumph. In other words one generation is going to command the triumph of another this praise offering man, is telling our kids you're going to win this praise offering is telling our kids you will conquer this world this praise offering it's specific all right so we're not just making noise to make noise we're putting different ingredients in the offerings today but this specific Shibach is if your kids are lost, if they're not home, if they're not there, what you're proclaiming with, how many of you have kids you're praying for? Lift your hands, look at that. If you're praying for your children, what this offering is, is you're proclaiming to the next generation, doesn't matter how hard you try to run away, I'm commanding triumph over your life, okay? It's the counterpart of 1 Thessalonians four sixteen, that this one, when he comes, talking about the Lord, when he comes, he will descend in a shout. All right, now everybody stand up. Let me get a drink. need a drink? Everybody get a drink. I feel like we're at like football practice or something. Water break. And honestly, I, I really believe as a community, this is something that we need to do continually is remind ourselves like, let's do a whole service and all we're gonna do is offerings. And people are gonna think it's all money, but it's not all money. Money is a part of it, right? But there's offerings of worship, offerings of praise. It's not just making noise, okay? So again, I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about the Lord and I want you to think about your kids. And if you don't have kids, think about one day you will have kids hopefully and what you're gonna do is is you're gonna shout and your shout is gonna reach the next generation as an offering to god and i believe your god will remember this offering when he thinks about your kids all right and i would encourage you do this on the way to work in your car nobody can hear you scream as loud as you can all right it's with the fruit of your lips you ready i want i'm telling you though i feel the holy spirit he's gonna come when we begin to live this offering ready one two three everybody shout come on of us are going to have voices after this now I want you to do the same thing if you don't have kids just yell if you if you do have kids I want you to shout every single one of them their names okay and I want you to give them to the Lord we are proclaiming his works unto another generation I'm thinking about this is what I saw growing up I'd watch my parents my family we're shouting we're celebrating and it's commanding triumph It's commanding triumph over William and Ellie and Benjamin and Bethany. So I want to do it again. I want you to put your kids on your mouth. You ready? One, two, three, go. Go. Come on, lay them
1: at his feet. Lay them at his feet. Lay them at his feet. They will be victorious. They will be victorious. They will.
2: Oh. Yeah. <laughs> you
0: ready for the next one okay next word word for praise in hebrew is todah t-o-d-a-h todah this hebrew word is much like shabak it's to shout with a loud voice but this goes further. This one is you praise him for promises that you not, have not yet received. So it's not shouting because of what he's done, it's shouting because of what he's gonna do. All right. This type of praise is by faith. It proclaims I'm free, while yet your circumstances might still feel like you're in bondage. It's, it's, I'm riddled with fear, but I'm gonna shout, right? It's, I'm riddled with pain, but I'm gonna shout. And I'm, what I'm shouting, what I'm proclaiming is, is I'm healed, right? It's, it's lost family members. What you're shouting for is you're rejoicing as if they just got saved, okay? And, and it's one thing to praise God when it's all working. It's another thing to praise him when the breakthrough hasn't come yet right? It's, it's another thing to praise God while you're going through it. I personally believe that this is the most potent offering, right? I believe that this one is the most potent because you're, you're saying, Lord, it's not because of your works. I'm praising you for who you are. I'm praising you for your ways. I'm praising you because I know, because I know that they might be sick. They might be broken, but I'm gonna rejoice and dance over the loss. And the proclamation is, is that there is abundance, right? Psalms 50, 14. This one is one of the most talked about in all of Scripture. Offer to God a sacrifice. I've already read, but thanksgiving or praise, Todah, and, and pay your vows to the Most High. And I want you to just think about that one verse. Offer a sacrifice. Of Todah, of praise, and remember your vows. In other words, when it isn't working, are you still gonna live according to the vow you gave me? When it isn't making sense, are you still gonna live and do and be obedient to the vow that you made me? Right? The story of resignation as we celebrate these four years, the story of resignation is how many conversations even Pastor Gerardo and I have had of like, do we even meet next week? I mean, me, Joel, Abby, and Gerardo. Do we even gather like the Lord is, he's not really doing much, but do you remember your vow? Right? And so he'll he'll remind you, don't forget what you promised me. Are you gonna praise me when it doesn't make sense, when it's slow, when it's delay, when it's denial, when it's been 50 years and nothing's changed? Psalms 42, actually Psalms 50, 23, same chapter. The one who offers thanksgiving as his sacrifice, God calls it glorifying him. To the one who orders his way rightly, I will show the salvation of God. Psalms 42, four, my heart is breaking as I remember how it used to be. I walked among the crowds of worshipers leading a great procession to the house of God, singing for joy and giving thanks amid the sound of a great celebration. In other words, David is reminding himself, my heart has become stale. My heart has become lukewarm and my heart is breaking over how I used to celebrate God. Some of you have forgotten how to celebrate. Some of you have forgotten how wonderful God is. And sometimes you just need to look past your life when you have nothing, you're hurt and nothing's working. You're offended, you're rejected and think there's never been a day he's left you. There's never been a day that you've gone without, with needing to sleep under a bridge. There's never been a day God will not forsake. He, the scriptures say, I've never seen the righteous forsake it. Right? So the scriptures are clear. This is what Psalms 56 12 talks about when it says, I will fulfill my vows. In other words, I'm going to keep my word. That when it's not working, I'm keeping my word to the Lord because I'm going to offer him a sacrifice of thanks for help. Isn't it amazing as we talk about these offerings? You think about how much culture has polluted it, turned it into music sales and just fun things we play to get the crowd hyped but these are offerings these are sacred this is that holy unto the lord thing it's what paul and silas were doing in prison in Acts 16 the greek counterpart of this word is when paul and silas are it says at midnight paul and silas were praying and singing hymns of praise everyone say hymns of praise They're in prison and they're praising, celebrating God. And the prisoners were listening. Someone's always listening to your response. There's people always watching you and the world's going to either go, oh, they're like me or this one is sacred. This one is different. And it says, and suddenly there was a great earthquake I like to think of it as like the Lord came in with the base snow. So that the foundations of the prison were shaken and immediately, and everybody say immediately, all the doors were open. I mean, their praise opened everybody else's doors and everyone's chains were unfastened. They weren't even trying to do that. I love this. The Greek counterpart of this word praise is celebrating for what's coming it's a tithe (laughs) that's what it means it's a tithe oh tithe is still for today it's a tithe it's saying Lord I don't got a lot but here's my here's your portion right so stand up time to apply so now I want you to close your eyes this time I want you to think about what is troubling you I want you to close your eyes and I want you to think about what isn't working I want you to think about that part of your body that still hurts I want you to think about the money that is not in your bank account I want you to think about that child that you're believing or family member mother father uncle aunt that you're believing is going to come to know the Lord. I want you to think about them. Put them on the forefront of your mind. And the praise might sound the same as it's been the last four. Here's where sacrifice starts coming in. We start getting a little tired. Our voices start getting a little bit not as excited as it was before. But this one is and will be the most potent. So put them on your mind. And when I count three, I want you to give praise, not for where you're at, but for where God's taking you. It is a declaration, ready? One, two, three, come on, praise, every single voice. If you're still sad, I can't help you. It's time to reach. It's time to be excited about showing up to church. Okay. Next word. Zamar. Z-A-M-A-R. I love this one. It means joyful expression of music. You ready, guys? Rejoicing by plucking instruments. I hear people say all the time, you guys play music behind you when you preach to work on the people's emotions. You're exactly right. 100%. Some, because music has a way of taking your mind. <laughs> Sorry. I just have a very funny example to tell you about Pastor Kosky in just a minute, but. <laughs> oh, this is gonna be great. Um, music has a way of taking your mind somewhere that your flesh isn't there yet right music is a God-given how many of you know he said in the beginning God said everyone say say God said or you should have said said but yeah God said and that word said was the vibration of his words caused creation to form everything is made out of the vibration of sound right? And so it's why when you play music, if you're sad, you put on some song. If you're happy, you put on another song. Or if you're happy and you put on a sad song, you're like, this is depressing, and you change it, right? Because music has the ability to affect how you feel, right? It has the effect to take your brain somewhere that is not even a current reality. And here's the example of Pastor Costi. My brother, before the Lord had caught in his life fully, liked Eminem, all right? And he would drive in his C30, what was that? That little C-class he had, it was like an old car. And he thought he was a gangster for, for a while. And so did Chris, they were the same. They'd sit there with their hats on and they're listening to Eminem. And and they're in the streets of Nellie Gale, but they think that they're players. you know what I'm saying? But they're not, they're not. Nellie Gale is a nice suburban, rich area. And so they, they might think that they are gangsters, but they're not. They're driving to their parents' cool house. They're, they were never part of gangs, but in their mind, in their mind, they are gangster. Anyone ever had a friend like that, or you yourself? right? Adam, I know for sure. I'm can, I know for a fact Adam was bumping Tupac. So that was a really like, I know that that like wasn't a spiritual example, but unfortunately we all understand, you know, like girls, you broke up and you put on some Taylor Swift album and it brings you into a new reality. That's not real. Right. And although that that's all stupid and you should throw it all out, let me just make sure I say that, I don't condone listening to Eminem. We don't listen to Eminem anymore, all right? I'm a strong uh, like, advocate of my kids are not gonna listen to any of that nonsense because listen, sound, it gets into you. It, it takes you somewhere in your brain, it's very important, all right? And so this word is, has to do with joyful expression of music and it has the ability to affect us and how I want to do this one is I want you to stand. We're kind of on short on time, so I'm not going to get on to the verses, but you get it, right? Talon, you're going to start, all right? You're going to give us a drum solo as an offering to the Lord, okay? And then bring it all in when I tell you, all right? And you can really do whatever you want, all right? This is, you can shout, you can scream, you can dance, but this is an offering of music to the Lord. So let's let's help him out. Let's lift our hands. And just just start giving me something. Start giving me something. Come on. <laughs> you guys, give an offering to the Lord. Come on. Give an offering to the Lord. <laughs> You guys are already getting into my next one all right so hold on whoa all right last one you ready what time is it is it Is it twelve fifty-two? oh this is perfect all right this next one is halah it's where we get the word hallelujah this is the most this is the most used word for praise in scripture it means, listen, to clear things out of the way to praise. So here's the deal. You can't stay in your seat for this one, all right? But I, but I want you, I mean, I don't know how that's possible. The room's just not big enough because I want to leave room for people to go a little crazy. But honestly, if we have to move chairs, just move them. But this one is to clear space to celebrate. It, it literally means like, like a wedding where marriage takes place. This is the actual Hebrew word. It means looking foolish. This is where you lose dignity. All you people just still with your hands in your pockets, arms folded. Too cool for school. You are not that cool. You're not. And, it, and you know what? What's cool in this room right now is idiotic, like before the world. I mean, it's, it's the foolishness The world calls the cross foolish. Why would somebody do that? Why are these people so excited? Why are they jumping? Why are they wild? Why are they zealous? Wait till his oil touches you. All right, it means, listen, this is a run. That's what it means, a shout, dance. It's like taking everything that we just learned and putting it into one offering. It's to run, to shout, to dance. Now, if you run, please don't hurt anybody. Um, hey for the sake of space can you ushers just open up all these doors all right it's an offering of praise and this one requires i want everybody to listen closely this one requires no fear of man okay right you can't there's no more mixture like god is removing the mixture in the offerings the pollution in the offerings of what do they think who cares what they think. Okay. This is where joy becomes moving oil. This is the one that becomes contagious. Just a couple of verses. Psalms 113, one through three. Praise the Lord. Praise him. You servants of the Lord. Praise the name of the Lord blessed be the name of the lord from this time and forevermore from the rising of the sun to its setting the name of the lord is to be hallowed. it's to be praised praise the lord sing a new song this is what pastor Cosby was talking about it's crazy sing a new song to the lord we're gonna sing with everything we're gonna do what we just did we've sung this a hundred times but let's make it a new song all right and his praise in the congregation of the godly ones anyone the godly ones israel shall be joyful in his maker the sons of zion shall rejoice in their king they shall praise his name with dancing yes they shall sing praises to his name with tambourine and harp and then david sums it all together beautifully in the last chapter of the book of psalms he takes all these offerings it's so profound and he brings them together in psalms 150 he says "Hallelujah, the lord praise God in his sanctuary praise him in his mighty expanse in other words hey David's telling us you want to know what the secret of my life has been you want to know what got me to conquer Goliath and caused me to overcome trial after trial you want to know why God will forever identify himself as the root and descendant of David is because this man learned to praise him in his mighty deeds to praise him according to his excellent greatness to praise him with trumpet sounds to praise him with hearts to praise him with dancing to praise him with strings instruments to praise him with loud cymbals come on praise him with resounding cymbals let everything that has breath
1: come on praise the lord come on i
0: Spirit, just for a minute. Come on, just a little bit more incense on that altar. I feel like culture is about to shift in here. I feel like there's a culture shift coming, there is a nation. I feel like we'll be known by our joy, we're going to be known by our joy, we're going to be known by our zeal, come on, yeah, that's it, keep giving them an offering, just keep giving them an offering.
1: This is where you get involved. This is where
0: you put your garments on.
1: A burning flame in the earth of thanksgiving. Let's lift our hands one more time. Every hand lifted, every eye closed. I feel pressed upon the Lord to prophesy over this house, myself, our families, and then I want to seal it with a shout. Amen? Amen. But you are the richest of the rich. You are whole. You are healthy. You are a new creation. You are lenders and not borrowers. You are the righteousness of God in the earth you are the temple of the holy spirit you are seated in heavenly places you are sons and daughters of the most high and not sinners your children will change the world your children and children's children will change generations to come you will shout with joy of thanksgiving you will overcome you will not be defeated you will overcome The kingdoms of this world will become the kingdom of our God and his Christ. You are the body of Christ. You are the power of the resurrection. You are the kingdom of God in the earth, and you are whole. And in the mighty name of Jesus, we seal it with a shout. One, two, three, yes! to you father and above all else to live a life of sacrificial praise we thank you for these four years God we thank you for stepping into a year of grace like we have never known we love you father we honor you in Jesus name and everybody said amen, amen. hallelujah come on can we bless God one more time
0: Thank you again for joining us for this podcast. We pray that above all, your life was touched by his presence. If you're interested in learning more about the church or getting plugged in, you can visit us at www.risennation.org or follow us on social media to stay up to date with all that God is doing here. We love you guys. God bless.